हेलो फ्रेंड्स दिस इज अंशुमान तिवारी एंड यू आर लिसनिंग टू माय पॉडकास्ट द ऑपरेशनल एक्सलेंस एडवांटेज थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर लिसनिंग टू माय अर्लियर टू पॉडकास्ट ईच वन ऑफ देम गॉट मोर देन हंड्रेड डाउनलोड्स ईच एंड आई एम काउंटिंग सो थैंक थैंक्स अ लॉट फॉर दैट द फर्स्ट वन ऑफकोर्स वॉज द फाइव क्वेश्चन दैट यू कैन यूज फॉर रिव्यूइंग यर ईयर एंड द सेकेंड वन वॉज अराउंड द लीन कॉन्सेप्ट रनर रिपीटर्स एंड स्ट्रेंजर्स and its applications to operations uh, if you haven't had the chance to hi- listen to these podcasts please take some time out and listen to them i would love some feedback so that i can keep improving uh, and and bring better podcast to you so today i wanted to talk to you about a popular topic of robotic process automation or rpa or robotics as it is popularly known i don't intend to make this uh, class or an instruction or a plugin for popular software vendors and therefore will stay clear of what is robotics what is rpa uh, apart from of course a quick overview and uh, would stay also away from uh, speaking about which uh, which vendor or which software tool is better maybe i'll bring a podcast uh, later with uh, some of the representatives of uh, these popular software so that you can hear from them directly instead so i uh, i will initially start you know this session with a quick overview what is rpa and then a little bit around you know why rpa isn't the success that we all thought it will be about 3 4 years ago and then of course its impact on the process excellence profession which is our profession um one quick uh, alert in case you are listening to this while driving please stay focused on the road that is more important than my podcast uh, you can always listen to this later on um but of course if you do enjoy this you know and and can drive safely please carry on good so uh, back to the podcast part um and another quick one before i get further is that um, Uh, the views expressed in this podcast uh, are all in my personal capacity i of course as many of you know work for a large it services company which provides several it services including rpa and i would like to make it clear that my views are personal and could be both incomplete and inaccurate so what is robotic process automation or as many people say rpa um if you haven't been you know hiding under a rock uh, on mars you would have definitely come across this uh, term by now it's been very popular for a few years now definitely in the last 5 years last couple of years have been a you know breakthrough year and everybody is expecting 2020 to be the big year for rpa with many large um, and very successful vendors when i say successful i mean funded vendors not necessarily uh successful in use cases but they are all uh, good money is chasing rpa let me put it this way a few months back uh, i was on a call from a large in- with a large investor who was thinking on um, investing in one of the more popular software and wanted my views on what more is possible in rpa and should they invest i am sure they spoke to several other people so i <laughs> i'm not uh, for a moment hinting that uh, i could influence funding in any of these firms but uh, that prompted me to think that uh, there is still a lot of interest in this topic and hence uh, 
hence the podcast today uh, so there there is obviously a lot of potential in how uh, rpa can change the service industry uh, and primarily around services because that's that's the area that i work in it has a lot of implication in other industries as well but let's stick to what i know um many companies have tried this and some have done okay some have uh, done not at all okay nobody has really succeeded uh, in a you know absolutely world class way but these are early days so you know like most new technologies this is taking a little longer than uh, everybody thought and we don't know how much longer it will take uh, to become really mainstream now there is of course now some good evidence coming through that processes that are high in volume are repeatable and have limited or simple business rules are getting some success with rpa now uh, these examples are of course far and few and mostly are in the banking insurance telecom and help desk kind of uh, industries i repeat processes that are repeatable have limited business rules and have high volumes are still the most amenable to rpa these are the ones which are seeing success and um, you know as as we get further you know you would probably some of you would probably wonder what rpa does and how it is different from anything that you've known and uh, it is perfectly okay not to know much about it because it is still a new field so what does it do uh, i'm sure you've seen microsoft excel operate and many of you would have heard of stuff like macros which basically automate simple tasks in microsoft excel so if you're doing a task several times over the macro automates it for your uh, for you and the action is then performed in much lesser time uh, and with almost zero defects uh, even if the time is not much lesser it is actually performed without your intervention so you can do something else that is one of the major advantages of automation over you know large scale maybe system uh, you know automation is that the the inherent process doesn't have to change the process is still performed the same way it is just that it is being performed mostly without your intervention so hence the word automation let's take an example for a maybe for a customer id you have to open um, another excel and pick address and paste it on another screen so simple thing you have to open an excel pick an address uh, firstly find that customer id pick that address and take it to another screen or another excel or a word document or any other database and paste it there and um, or you have to get into a system make some selections and then download a report and format it in a pre specified manner a macro can do all of these tasks once it has been set to do so uh, some of the conditions of course is that uh, everything should be exactly where it is meant to be and macro will not be able to understand intelligently that oh this information has moved from this cell to another cell and is not at the top of the page but is at the bottom of the page so that intelligence is not of course built into macros and um, hence that is considered like level 0 level 1 of automation and all of us would have seen some uh, level of this robotics can be seen as an advanced version of all this uh, now i know that many purists will argue that you know robotics is m- far more uh, advanced and it's not really comparable to macros but but i did say that i'm trying to explain this to people who have limited 
uh, exposure or are new to RPIs. So, pardon me this um, you know analogy, but uh, for most people it will make sense to understand RPI as a very advanced level of uh, macro which can be performed over processes. So, instead of one action in which uh, a macro helps you, these uh, whole process can be automated using uh, RPA. Okay. Um, another example, imagine account, an account opening process for credit cards. Applications are scanned at a processing center, they are loaded in a system, reviewed by an officer, decision is taken, customer is informed and the card is generated, of course, if it is approved. All this is done by people. Robotics or RPA can pick this up and complete the process without human intervention. Of course, the decision point is that if the card is approved, right? If you can convert all this into a business rule and you know some kind of a business scorecard which says that if ABC conditions are met, then the card is approved, uh, and rest of the process can be managed easily by the um, uh, the RPA tool. Uh, of course, you can always put a person in place for that business decision and the process prior and post the decision can be automated. That also works. Uh, that is, you know, part RPA, uh, you can say. Uh, it's not that bad a solution in most cases where a decision is to be taken and the, the decision taking process is complicated. How does this, uh, how does all this actually work, right? Um, so any of the software tools, you know, any popular vendor which provides a software or a RPA tool can be programmed or configured to perform these actions that a human would have performed in an operations center. Sounds very, you know, you know, sci-fi or, or Star Trek kind, but it is actually happening across many industries. It is fantastic that as much as, uh, as much of the process can happen without any touch and in a fraction of the time and always in the same way therefore leading to zero error at least zero manual error right there can be error generated or instigated or initiated by a system in some way but uh, manual error will be zero so i keep always reminding people that you know rp is not zero error it is zero manual error um, it, it just does eliminate the error that a person would have committed no wonder then that every company that can spell automation is now working with RPA. Uh, plans are being made and millions are being invested uh, and sometimes wasted for a robotized world. Companies are announcing bold plans and backing them up with investments. I looked up some news on RPA from over three to four years ago uh, just to prepare for this you know, uh, podcast and, and saw that you know, it was predicted that by 2020, most businesses or most business processes will be taken over by robots, particularly in some industries like BFSI, retail, travel, and help desk oriented industries. Some estimates suggested up to 25%, some even more, and definitely by 2020, we would have been in a robotized world. But we are in 2020 already, right? And, and even though it is January, we are nowhere near the robotized world that we should have been, right? So does this mean that RPA does not work or has failed us? Well, no, right? Because new technology always takes a little longer to, to kind of uh, gain traction than many people think. And much of this is also because of the sales peak or because of the 
hype cycle that is created by people who have to sell this stuff and get valuations higher in a, in a world where valuation is everything you want your next billion coming you want your next 2 billion coming unless there is a hype around the product uh, you, you don't get it right now i am always reminded of what nandan nilkani the founder of infosys and creator of india's unique identity citizen identity system uh, called aadhar and also creator of upi which is the universal payment interface which is one of the world's leading digital platform, payment platforms in under 5 years now he used to always tell us that um, we tend to overestimate the impact of new technology in the short term and underestimate its impact in the longer term which basically means that we always think that new technology will do far more in the short term and don't even think about what it can do in the long term this statement is also called roy amara's or amara's law uh, because he was the one who first spoke about this concept of um, overestimation in the short term and underestimation in the longer term so back to why rpa has not taken over the world as it was predicted to here are some of the reasons i think are valid firstly it is in many ways uh, blind leading the blind with of course no offense to people who have limited vision uh, medically uh, i i just think that robotics is an evolving space uh, the the whole concept is still not mainstream no one really has the success which could give others the confidence to try uh, maybe yes try but you know the the confidence that they will also succeed is difficult to come by yes there have been pockets of success and we are far away from the critical mass to declare robotics as the as the solution that everybody needed in operations only now in 2019 20 you know that space uh, we are seeing that large vendors have some success stories and in my view i think the market will take off once the critical mass is achieved now i don't know when the critical mass is will be achieved but my guess is that it will be the banking and insurance industry um particularly and maybe the uh, the travel and help desk industry that will see a lot of use cases uh, many of them i know personally where uh, we are involved or uh, friends and colleagues are involved and many of them should see success uh, in 2020 the second area i think is execution is king you know so we we can have the best plans in the world but execution is king in robotics deployment or rpa deployment everything and more goes wrong as you build robots you know initial assessments are faulty builds don't work testing testing doesn't catch up at all um you know bugs are not caught deployment takes too long uh, there are new hurdles you face and and so on right uh, one one experience comes to mind is that very early in the rpa cycle we automated a large banking process and everybody overlooked the part that one critical step of the process was actually uh, you know scanning or required ocr ocr is optical character recognition recognition which basically means ability of a computing system to read handwritten um, or or you know handwritten handwriting as such right so that did not work out and you know 
we drained quite a bit of money till that point and then it was a absolute i would say roadblock because no technology at that time 3 to 4 years ago was able to uh, overcome this hurdle for us now of course today there are several vendors who are able to promise 80 to 90% uh, accuracy in ocr the third one which is my favorite in any kind of transformation and definitely in rpa is that faster crap is still crap so we know this right if your current process is ineffective inefficient doesn't work is not customer friendly robotizing or automating this process will only make it even more crappy right which basically means that you are delivering garbage faster think and review the process if they they don't work very well now are not streamlined are not automated then won't suddenly you know you know you when you automate it it won't suddenly make it any better because it's safe to assume that the robots will speed up the process and not make it better we'll get this right you know the robot actually or the automated process is actually mimicking what is happening by a person it's not yet intelligent enough to make it better yes there is artificial intelligence being built into some of the robotic processes but that's going to take another 5 years to make be real today most processes which are automated are mimicking what a human is doing therefore if a human is inefficient in that process or uh, the process inherently is inefficient your automated process will be inefficient right there is no two ways about it and most of the people then suddenly surprisingly discover that oh we thought that this will solve all our, all our process problems and it hasn't asking why are we doing this activity is still the most powerful question in the best automation projects you know i'll repeat asking why are we doing this at all is still the most important and most powerful question in all rpa projects the next um, point which i think has has you know kind of slowed down the rpa deployment is people are very quickly realizing that robots done don't run on their own there are you still need people or still need command centers uh, to run the robots right in the initial run smaller processes are being automated so a, a computer or you know maybe a server maybe a few servers maybe a few client uh, were were automated and it was easy to run all this from a single machine as the number of machines have increased or as the processes have increased you have you have to set up some kind of a command center and running uh, or the run services of for these robots is equally complex it is like keeping a network up right so if the robot goes down many times i have been in situations where nobody knew for a couple of hours that the robot is not working now of course there are systems to uh, report that the robot has stopped working and therefore need some repair uh, self healing or self repairing robots are a far cry so somebody has to get into the system repair it put it back again up and running and then we are back you could lose a day or a half a day in that process and many customers who are waiting for getting serviced won't even know what is happening and you won't know right so run services is a, a very very critical part all this takes time and money companies have set up uh, you know the whole roi without sometimes even considering that these robots have to be run uh, you know as a command center 
and that cost is never considered so sometimes with the cost considered it's no longer that you know i would say juicy uh, return on investment um of course this is an evolving concept and more more and more companies are bringing solutions which could help you run bots like a command center most of the bot or the robot uh, vendors are uh, trying to solve this problem many have a very good solution already in place so my guess is that um, in a year or two this problem would have been solved but people in the last 3 4 years have ignored this problem and and then realized that it's a significant problem um next uh, uh, and maybe the last one is around is your process future proof you know robotized processes are different difficult to modify once they are set up it takes a little while to you know pick them up and change because the whole cycle has to be repeated the development has to be done the testing has to be done deployment you know user interface testing and everything has to be done uh, so while consultants and of course sales people will try and tell, sell you that you know our rpa process is very very easy to modify and it's only configuration and it won't take any time and you know if your process changes during the year we can change this it's not that easy you know this is easier said than done and once set up the once set up you don't want to change the process for 2 years what about if uh, you are in a process which is changing every few months or evolving and you know or maybe regulation is changing every few weeks or every few months in if you are in an industry where these things are common and you have deployed rpa and the process is automated you will have to change the coding or the development or the configuration every few months and that's not easy so many processes where large changes are almost part of the game are not very very amenable to rpa uh, it it we will need maybe a few years to get to that stage where we can uh, easily automate these processes no one has completed enough rounds of reconfiguration to know confident confidently how much time it will take so if you are automating a process that changes often due to customer preferences or regulation then you might be better off not automating it as of now don't get me wrong i am not saying rpa does not or won't work it very much does all i am saying it works best in some situation and still pays in uh, in other situation it still pays to fix the process before automating it so uh, what am i suggesting in summary i would like to be you to be more cautious as you adopt automation it will solve a lot of process issues but there are some lessons we have learned that you could benefit from be cautious about your millions you know it takes money to implement all these rpa programs and um, if you are not in an industry or your processes are not amenable and you you pick up automation as a tool it's not going to work right and then don't blame the uh, the tool or don't blame rpa so you know basically you know if you automate a streamlined process it will be easier cheaper and more last, long lasting right so think of reengineering think of uh, streamlining the process before you automate it and you will be better off right uh, i know many people say that 
we can automate the hell out of everything and uh, any process can be automated but all the examples and you know experience that i have seen in the last 5 years the best processes which were automated were always the ones which were anyway working very well and um, you know, they they were working in a streamlined way if the process is very complicated in a in you know in, in the in real life and with people it is likely to be complicated in uh, automated life because uh, the automation as i keep repeating is only mimicking or is only repeating what the person is doing it's not adding any intelligence of its own now coming to the second part of the uh, you know the podcast that i <clears throat> said in the beginning that i will cover is the impact of all this on process excellence right now most uh, predictions and prophecies suggest that most of us in the process excellence field won't be around in a few years you know we we won't be needed the concern is real and extremely valid uh, over the last few years uh, maybe 5 years the process excellence function has had to respond to the challenge thrown by rpa and i must say that we have been found wanting like all challenging situations we first denied the change then doubted it and by the time we realized it was real we were left gasping right all is not lost though process excellence and rpa have a complementary role neither is complete without the other and um, before i explain this of course let us ex- examine some macro topics right so uh, the first macro trend that i would like to share is the what i call the five year itch in process excellence so i have been around a while in this field and i have seen a lot of changes in process excellence and studied some of it uh, these changes from before when i started practicing it so i have kind of anecdotal data of about 30 35 years um change is the default i would say when it comes to our own function or our own profession uh you look at you know how the in the late 80s iso the baldrige model then the efqms then a few years later six sigma then a few years later lean and then balance scorecard and then the erp wave all of them approximately coming at about 4 to 5 years gap of each other uh, hence the name the five year age of course you know you know it is just to get some attention the five year thing but you get the point uh, that there are every few years there are there is something in the process excellence field that promises nirvana and says okay this is the final one and it is never the final one uh, and we've all survived this um, multiple five year i would say packages that come across and uh, i think if we keep our wits uh, in to ourselves we will we will do well and uh, survive the r- automation or rpa rpa challenge as well uh, we can of course disagree with these di- disruptions that i i shared with you but uh, the pattern is pretty clear that every few years there is a challenge like this now the other trend i want to talk about is that what does the process excellence person inherently do i believe that most of our work is around diagnostics so we because of our uh, tools techniques and closeness to the process are very good at diagnostics uh, in my view we we are able to use tools like kaizen qc circles lean six sigma desktop automation robotics and other remedies 
and are able to diagnose the patient uh, i know patient is not a good word here but you get what i mean uh, the we are able to diagnose the ailment the capacity to manage severe medication budget uh, the time it will take for recovery and all those things if a process team now here comes the critical part if a process team has not been able to implement kaizen then do you think they can manage rpa highly unlikely if a process team has struggled with adopting desktop automation in the past would you think they can embrace robotics or rpa unlikely i am not saying that this comes first and rpa comes next but all i am saying it is also a matter of change adaptability to change ability to excel at these things that is a core principle that we often ignore so uh, don't assume that if you have failed at kaizen and and you know simple six sigma or qc circles or other things that you will suddenly uh, get the get the momentum and uh, intelligence and 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 the skills required to succeed at rpa rpa is another wave of uh, uh, much of process transformation and it still requires the basic qualification of diagnostics you know good execution intelligence uh, persuasion change management all of that is still required what was required to implement lean six sigma and everything else earlier so don't ignore all that because uh, rpa doesn't happen by its own you know somebody has to do it and it is done on some people so pretty much it is a people game done by some people done on some people and uh, it's pretty much a change management game uh, the other trend that i want to Uh, talk about is quickly is the demands in the profession right so the process excellence profession uh, is under severe pressure because the demand on the profession is is brutal right uh, there were years when we would be very very happy with 10% sometimes 20% efficiency improvement uh, people are talking 10x now 10x is very common so you you your roi is about 10 times your salary or your department's budget and so on so the demand is pretty brutal and much of this has happened because uh, there are other levers like technology which are able to give this kind of um, i would say return therefore our comparisons are with those functions and even if you say it is unfair and uh, not right uh, this comparison is here to stay Stay. If you are in the process excellence function and uh, you have not been exposed to 10x improvement, uh, I would say, then please be ready. 2020 is the year that you will see the uh, 10x goal upon you. Uh, the last, uh, but the probably the most relevant uh, macro trend here is that technology is no longer as scary as it used to be. Uh, technology used to be black box when many of us started our careers you know 25 years ago and uh, we hardly knew what was happening in that black box today many of the software that we use including rpa software are configurable you don't need a lot of coding background to be able to do it there are other tools which attack specific problems that you have and can manage that so the distance between operations and technology has come down significantly 
right? Um, and 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 obviously, as the distance comes down, both both sides have to learn from each other. I believe technology has been doing well in learning what operations does. It is operations which has probably uh, been slow in learning what technology can do. Um, of course, if we can learn, we can adapt. Uh, we will do well, you know. Process excellence will do well, and to adopt uh, and adapt to technology. I have been on several RPA implementation pro programs over the last three to five years, and I have seen how process excellence function works closely with RPA teams for success. Some ways in which we work together, of course, includes um, the very popular term first and last mile partnership. Uh, like all developments. Uh, an RPA program first needs to understand requirements, develop the solution, and then deploy it. It is in the understanding of the requirements and deploying wherein uh, where the process excellence fun function plays a pivotal role. Let us see an example. In an autom automation initiative, the technical experts reviewed the process requirements and suggested that 20 bots will be adequate to handle the volumes and deliver within SLA. When the de deployment commenced, we observed significant variation in process time and soon realized that the bot estimates were not adequate. Uh, they were way off, you know. Uh, on some days, we almost needed three times the bots that were estimated. And uh, we were all thinking, why? You know? So we call in, we called my team, which was the process team uh, of diagnosticians, and they studied the volume and arrival pattern, which is something any process excellence person will do straight away right we quickly identified that there were really four processes that were in play and the analytics team or the analysis done before the bot or, or during the bot requirement um, gathering was hasty and incomplete and uh, you know these four processes were really different processes and needed different bots or different configurations and uh, were not the same and therefore the process was throwing a lot of exceptions which we were not able to then process i am um, not saying that this study was beyond the rpa team's capability they just did not uh, consider it as important whereas if a process excellence person was involved this would be bread and butter you know every process excellence person will do an arrival analysis or a volume analysis of some kind or a pattern or trend analysis of some kind when you know volume is thrown at him or her so it does indicate that you know if a good team had included both the process excellence and the rpa people this kind of problem would not have um, come up and the other area of course where we can partner is what kind of projects we can do RPA is still pretty much a technical subject, even though much of it is configuration now, but it is still it still requires some, uh, I would say, technical, in, I, you know, and, uh, you know, technology orientation of on the people side. Whereas, you know, process excellence people may always not have that technology orientation. So where can they help? They can help in choosing the right project and the right approach. Like I explained earlier, we must bring a diagnostic approach to process excellence. We have a multi. We have multiple remedies at our disposal, and we should understand which one will work where. Let us take another example: a process that included multiple uh, email or Outlook uh, based automation was assessed by the robotics team, 
solution was developed and it would have taken about 250k uh, US dollars to implement. Uh, since the cost was a little higher than normal, you know, we got involved, I was reviewing and I asked for a, you know, review of the whole solution. Another team was called in and um, this was the process excellence team and they looked at the solution and offered a similar, a simpler solution using basic automation tools and which was almost free of cost. Uh, lesson learned, of course, that automation is not always robotics, you know, or, or RPA vendor. It can be done with other simpler tools which are often free and easy to deploy. Uh, the third trend which uh, is important is around counting the money. And, you know, obviously, nobody is doing RPA for the good of it. Everybody is doing it for the money that it can save or help us make. After the projects are delivered and deployed, there is still the question of return on investment. Most process excellence professionals are deeply embedded in business and they can do a good assessment of actual benefits, much, much better than the RPA professionals who would be more keen on developing this solution. This is another way in which we can partner with each other and uh, then of course work with finance to calculate the return on investment. Um, I found that this, this approach, uh, these three approaches are extremely useful, which is basically, you know, what kind of projects to do, the first and last mile partnership, and then counting the money uh, where we can work together. So what is the impact of RPA on process excellence? Will process excellence survive? Absolutely yes, it will survive and thrive it if it learns the language of automation, adapts to the speed needed, and takes ownership of delivery. The last one is the most important one. Uh, many of us don't take ownership of delivery, and this is extremely important here. Process excellence has to rise to face yet another disruption, and it must do this by embracing the disruption called RPA. I have seen enough in my career, and many of you might have also seen, maybe even more, that we have to be a wave rider to a disruption. You know, you, you can't sit anywhere else, you will get washed away, right? Uh, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast on buzzproud.com. If you loved it, um, you know, please spread the word around LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, this podcast is now available on uh, Apple Podcasts as well and other popular podcast hosts as well. So I'm trying to, re you know, make sure that it reaches out to more people and, and you know, always feedback is welcome. Um, you know, I will continue to bring in topics. So do reach out to me if you want my views on a specific topic. I will definitely try and compile my views and share with you. Till then, keep the faith in operations excellence and the advantage it brings to the workplace. Thank you very much.